fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Planting the seeds and watching them grow. Planting the seeds and watching people squirm that don't like seeds that said planted. Planting the seeds of freedom and liberty. That's what we do here on the show. Hey, welcome and boy, do we have a program lined up for you today. We're going to cover about every hot major topic going on right now, and we're going to do it in the stylist fashion that is the voice of reason like we do every single day. Welcome into the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Welcome into the program, your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. I hope you had a wonderful, fantastic Halloween weekend. It was a lot of fun. I tell you what, little voice of reason made out like a bandit. We went, I think for like two days straight, went out trick-or-treating, trunk-or-treating all over the place. There's a picture, if you are friends with me on Facebook, there's a picture of her uh, from last night when she was all done finally at like 9 o'clock last night on Halloween night. Now, she was able to stay out that late because she didn't have school today. I don't know why they planned it that way. Hey, let's get all these kids hyped up on candy and then make them stay at home with their parents. (laughs) It seems like that was the strategy all along, but she had this massive heaping pile of candy all over the floor. Now, what does that mean? Because we don't eat a whole lot of candy, at least I don't eat a whole lot of candy. She'll have a little bit of it, but most of that will be the candy that we turn around and actually give back to the trick-or-treaters next year for Halloween of 2022. Uh, She probably didn't like that comment because she's probably listening right now. Welcome back in. We have a lot to get to today. We have Julio Gonzalez. He is uh, the engineered tax services. We'll chat with him at the bottom to talk about the reconciliation bill. Where are we at with it right now? What type of what type of tax increases could we look forward to seeing? The IRS issue with the expansion of the IRS agency and more. So we'll talk about some of the financial stuff coming up at the bottom of the hour. You can find us all over our social media at Who's Your Reason on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, also the Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com, and of course the website at Who'sYourReason.com. A little programming note for you as well that we did have our newsletter come out uh, this morning. So if you were not on there, if you did not receive it, then make sure to sign up with our newsletter on the website at HoosierReason.com as well and become a Hoosierholic. A lot to get to today. First off, we are in day number three of the unpaid leave for public employees in the city of New York. As Friday was the last day, according to Mayor Bill de Blasio, to mandate the vaccine. And if you have not received that COVID-19 vaccine, then you will no longer be on the payroll for public. That includes police departments. That includes fire departments. That includes just every city employee. Any public individual needs to get that vaccine. What does that mean? That nearly a third of the fire department out of the New York City has left the workforce as they remain unvaccinated and they did not want to get the vaccine because they chose not to do so. So they have chosen Above anything else, their principles over anything, really. I mean, their uh, financial stability for their family. They've chosen it over 
just working with their tenure. I've heard rumors that a lot of them have lost their retirement plans if they have not uh, gotten vaccinated and continue to work because they are done. Finito, they are over. We want them gone. We want to get rid of them because we don't like you because you're an unhealthy and unclean. You are a filthy, dirty human being for not getting this COVID-19 vaccine. Now, imagine this, if you will. In New York. And I feel really bad. I am so glad I don't live in New York City. We have some listeners in New York. So I'd love to get your take on this if you live in the area on what it's done so far. I'm curious on how the weekend was with 911 calls when maybe there wasn't a responder to come out to you if there was an actual issue. The latest that I've heard, according to the Daily Mail, 26 different firehouses have closed within New York City and a third of the force of the fire department have gone. The police department close to the same. A quarter to a third of the entire police department has walked off because they don't want to get the COVID-19 vaccine. What is that going to do to the city? Now, I will say, because I'm a positive, eternal optimist, glass half full kind of guy, that if it's going to happen, then let it happen in one isolated area as the social experiment, right? We don't want this coming out of the federal government right away. With the OSHA mandates, the businesses, uh, uh, over 100 employees, just everybody needs to get this or else you're out sort of thing. Let this be the testing waters. Now, I hate to see this in the largest city in the nation, but let this be the testing waters and the social experiment to see how many people walk out, how many people do not want the vaccine and what this could do to the actual community of New York City. Now, the media is going to try to suppress it as much as possible because that's what they do. They don't want it to get out. They don't want to show that there's a massive spike in crime because there are less police officers in the streets. I don't. They don't want them to show that an entire apartment building burnt to the ground because there were no fire police, uh, fire department officers to go and try and put out the fire. They don't want that news to get out there. They want it to be hush-hush. So you're not going to hear a lot of news right away, but we do have something called social media. We have something called telephones. We have something called TV and radio interviews to where you're going to start hearing people cry out from New York City saying, wait a second, our state is messed up. And I'm telling you, planting the seeds. Planting the seeds to where they may have voted for this. They may be in favor of it. But once it gets down to it and once their policies take effect that they thought were going to be great policies don't turn out to be really great policies, then we start to question them and say, "Mm, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Tomorrow's going to be a big day because we have elections across the nation for local elections all over, for school boards, for city council, for county commission, all over the nation. It's going to be huge. Donald Trump's is going to be huge, going to be bigly. And the reason I bring those up is because this is an example with New York City going on right now. With this enforcement of this COVID-19 vaccine, maybe just maybe we'll see a change in policy and change in leadership in, I don't know, school boards there to where they're not forcing them to wear masks to go to school. Maybe we'll see a change in some of the city councils around New York City and across the nation where they've been implementing masks and trying to force people to get COVID-19 vaccines where you can choose. You can do what you want to, but we're not going to force you to do so. Over the weekend, I did have a great honor here in the state of Kansas. I got to emcee a massive rally up at our state capitol in Topeka, Kansas, where the legislature had to hear our outcry. There were so many people wanting to testify and talk about how they've been affected, whether they're losing their business, whether they're losing their jobs, whether they're fighting school boards all across the state. I'm terrible guesstimation of how many people actually showed up to the rally. I would say between 500 to 1,000 people, uh, like in total throughout the entire day. It was a huge rally, and I I got to admit, I've never emceed a rally where it went on for like eight hours straight. 
I've never had one that long. But as long as they were in the committees hearing testimony from people, we wanted to stay there and do this rally. And it turned out phenomenal. Planting the seeds of freedom. Because, again, while some are like, I don't really care. I got the vaccine. It's not a big deal to me. I'm just going to go along with my business, put on the blinders, and just ignore the rest of the world right now. I'm good. I complied. I did what they told me to. They can just leave me alone. Most of them are even starting to wake up and realize, wait a second. Yeah, I got the vaccine, but this is not okay. We shouldn't be telling anybody to do anything, especially when the science doesn't back up the mandate to say you need to be forced to do it to try and kill off the, vac- or kill off the virus and actually eliminate it. Because that's not happening either. So many people have said it so many times. I've said it myself here. You can still get it and you can still contract it whether you've gotten the vaccine or you have not gotten the vaccine. The vaccine will not eradicate the virus. The vaccine will not stop the spread of the virus. The vaccine will not end the pandemic. The only thing, the one and only singular thing the vaccine does as it is done with every other virus out there is it will limit your symptoms potentially if you take the vaccine and you contract the virus to where you're not nearly as sick. That is the one and only thing that it does. It will do nothing else and anything else outside of that little perimeter box that a personal vaccine has done for a personal individual. Anything talked about outside of that box is complete lies, fabrication, and and fake news because it's not true. That is all a vaccine does. It helps you. And a lot of people have some side effects to it. In fact, the side effects are at a larger rate percentage-wise compared to other vaccines as well. We don't need to go down that road. I'm tired of talking about it. But that's why these mandates are bogus, and that's why your personal freedom and health freedom are the most important thing. We can bicker about economics. We could bicker about this reconciliation bill. I could have a Democrat in studio with me, a left-wing progressive AOC style, and we could debate on tax rates, on social programs, on the safety net, on anything that Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, whatever, we try to bicker about all the time, social issues, economic issues, the safety net, the duties, and the role of the federal government, we could sit there and bicker and debate about all of it. But there's one uniting factor that we should have in this world right now, and that is health freedom, to where you get to choose what you put in your body, to where you get to choose on how you want to make yourself healthy. And that should be, and I know it's a uniting factor because I was at a rally where there were people with Trump signs and there were people that were that claimed to be Democrats and claimed to be libertarians and everything of the sort. I saw it firsthand. It is the uniting factor. It also may be a dividing factor, but I think in the dividing factor and the dividing lines right now, it's really coming down to the general population and the elites trying to impose it. Planting the seeds of freedom, people waking up and being and realizing, wait a second, really? I've given up this many rights? I've given up this much of my personal life to allow the government to dictate to me to where now they're telling me I have to get a vaccine to function in society? I'm not okay with it. And I think people are starting to get to that point. At the same time, now we have two different debates we need to start having. And we need to begin differentiating these two or else we're going to get caught up in the middle and then we're going to be called out for not understanding the issues. We have two separate things we need to fight. Number one is the OSHA laws that are being crafted right now for every public empl- or every public company with 100 or more employees to where they're going to mandate the COVID-19 vaccine. They're looking at doing it right towards the end of the year or early in January because, shocker, they're concerned about it actually disrupting the supply-demand change uh, going into the holidays. I know. 
They're actually concerned about it affecting the private market because so many people may leave, and we're already short on transportation and with uh, uh, with shipping and with retail and with everything else. They're already short because of people walking out, plus the COVID-19 pandemic on top of it. So that's one issue that's coming up towards the end of the year, and we're still battling that one. The second one is the one that's already in effect, and they're trying to figure out how to enforce it. And that is the federal contractors. Any type of federal employee right now under the Biden administration needs to get the vaccine, but it also branches out to any federal contractors. If you do a contract with the federal government in any way, shape, or form, they're enforcing these COVID-19 vaccines as if you are a federal employee as well. And that's why the aviation industry, whether you're a pilot, whether you're in the manufacturing of aviation, that is uh, transportation as well. If you're the one shipping things and the big uh, the big boats coming in, which, by the way, no, it is not a supply-demand issue economically, and we'll talk about that a little bit more at the bottom of the hour. It is not a supply-demand issue. It is literally litigation telling the boats on the coast of California not to port and be unloaded. There are semi-drivers ready to go. There are port uh, dock workers ready to go. There are the ships ready to go. But the legislation from the federal government and from the state of California and that western coast say, no, you're not allowed to dock here because we're concerned about X, Y, and Z. We're concerned about COVID. We don't want this stuff to come in yet. They're the ones blocking it. So this whole, oh, inflation's up and prices are up because there's just such a high demand that we can't keep it replenished. It's a lie. It's a lie and you know it. It's because they're not letting them come in. So there is a supply issue because there's high demand, but it's not because people are just buying it out. It's because it's not allowed to be ported, docked, shipped, distributed, and actually taken to the retail stores across the nation. Yeah, that's what's really going on. But federal contractors, how are they enforcing it right now? Another set of the battle we need to discuss here because apparently they're getting some flexibility. I don't know what that means, but we'll talk about it when we come back here for a Monday on The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
information at whosyourreason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites, YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at whosyourreason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. i got to admit, I feel absolutely horrible. So bad for New York City, not just the city as a whole, but for every firefighter out there that's walking away from their job, that's standing on principle. Good for you. I envy you. I love you. All of our thoughts and prayers are out to you guys. You will win this battle. This is where it comes down to it. The purpose of the rally that we had over the weekend here in Kansas that I got to MC and again, it was such a phenomenal thing. I love, love doing this stuff, is the purpose of the rally... And the point we made during this rally was not that we're asking permission from the government in order to have rights to choose whether we want vaccines or not. It's not give asking the government to do something to protect us from it. It is saying this is what we are doing, period, end of story, zero compromise, zero trying to find a middle ground. We will not comply with a mandate. Won't do it. If we have to go inside our own society and do our own little thing, that's what we have to do. But we will not. That could mean that we could even be vaccinated. doesn't matter. If you force it and say you have to do this in order to function in society, we're just not doing it. We're not doing it. That is the hard line. There is no compromise. There is no happy medium. There is no working together on that. This is our health freedom, period, end of story. We have that right to do so. And are you on board, legislature? Are you on board, government? Are you with us or are you against us? And remember, midterms are coming up next year and just uh, in 2022, we have governor's races, we have legislative races, we have congressional races at the federal level in Washington, D.C., all over this nation. So wherever you may be listening to this program in any state, which we hit about 49 states last uh, month for the podcast downloads, thank you for that again very much. It was a heck of a uh, heck of another month, so we appreciate that as well. Uh, you have that power. And we'll have some great information on what you can use as a resource to be able to combat that one. We're not jumping through red tape and trying to find the religious exemptions. I mean, we could do that, but that's also complying with your rule. Okay, you can do that, but we'll just find a workaround. No, just straight up, we're not complying. And we will find a different job. We will find different ways to do things. We will break the system. There is a rumor that near 5% of the adult working population across the nation could be out of a job here soon once these mandates all come down. 5%. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but imagine 5% of the entire workforce in critical positions in retail, in restaurant, in tourism and customer service, in transportation, in processing, from processing and building, uh, working in the assembly lines to actually driving the semis and the trucks to get things to where they need to be, to the resale stores actually stocking the shelves. If all of that went away... I mean, sure, you could still have the uh, the white-collar job sitting there at the cubicle working your job and not really caring, but you're not going to have the paper if there's no uh, there's no paper at the home at the uh, office depot or the office max. Not going to happen. We could shut, with 5% of the adult workforce stepping aside, we could shut 
down the economy. And I use this as the blog that you can find on the website at whosyourreason.com for this month. I almost wonder if that's not necessary. I feel horrible for these individuals in New York City. These uh, firefighters that stepped away, near 4,000 of them could be terminated from the department. 4,000 firefighters in New York City could be terminated. 26 fire, uh, fire stations and firehouses closing down right now because they're desperate trying to ask people to come and volunteer for the fire department. You shut them down. You made your statement. Now it's a battle of will, and it's the game of chicken on who's actually going to cave first. Is it going to be you because you really need that job? And it's understandable. But guess what? You know who the most dangerous people are? The ones that don't have anything to lose. The ones that are desperate and have nothing to lose. And guess what? We have a lot to lose with our health freedom. If you have that taken away, there is nothing else to lose because it's already gone. Bill de Blasio... The Democrats, the entire Biden agenda trying to promote this, they have everything to lose, which means you have stronger willpower. So if you live in the Bronx, if you live in New York City, anywhere, if you're hearing this, keep up the fight. Keep it going. Don't stop. Be strong because you will win. You will be able to make them break. And when they break, imagine politically, that's why they're so desperate. Imagine how bad it's going to look when the entire Biden agenda begins crumbling down from the progressive end. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program on a Monday here, halfway through already, the fastest hour of radio on radio. Again, if you did not receive the newsletter that we came out with this morning, then there's still time for you to do it for the next one. We do it every single month, beginning of every month. We're actually, so crazy stuff coming up for December. We are going on officially two years of doing our newsletter. That's insane. And we have grown tremendously. There has not been a single month in two years. Not one single month where we haven't grown and had more people sign up for it. So thank you. We love it. We appreciate it. You can go to HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Become a Hoosier-holic. You'll get a welcome email, and then we'll send you a once-of-the-month one. It's totally free. We do not spam you and send you a bunch of crap. 
but there's some exciting stuff on there. Updates with the Hoosier Media Network as well as we have some really, really neat stuff coming up here on that very soon as well. I'm feeling good today. It's a Monday. We had the holiday. I mean, obviously, we're now in the trifecta of the three holidays. We have a month before Thanksgiving, another month before Christmas. Try and chew on that one a little bit. We have the state of Florida trying to be the saving grace for the distribution issues and the supply-demand issues because California is not letting the ships come into port. So what does Florida do? Hey, come on this way. We'll get you guys unloaded. We'll get stuff moving again here. Again, the difference between conservative policy and progressive policy. What a concept, right? I want to get into some of that and more with our next guest as we talk about the latest in What's Trending. What's trending today? Which, by the way, we do have later on in the program. We have an update on the election in Virginia's tomorrow's election day. A really close race on that one and some stupidness from Colin Kaepernick. So we'll talk about that if we have some time a little bit later as well. But right now, as we talk about this reconciliation bill, to me, probably outside of the health freedom issue, one of the most important things that we could be talking about, which is this $5 trillion absurdity that is trying to be rammed through. I think they've lowered it down a little bit, but still not going to be, it's still absurd, trying to raise the social safety net, quote unquote, and social programs, wanting to spend on this Green New Deal investment, the quote unquote infrastructure, and to talk, oh, what, how's it, how are we going to afford this? What are we going to do? How can we pay for this? So to talk about that and more, he is the CEO of uh, Engineered Tax Services. He's a tax expert. You can find him on the Tweety and the uh, the social media at Tax Reform Expert. Excited to have back on the program with us here, Julio Gonzalez. Julio, how are you, my friend? Well, not feeling as good as you are today on a Monday. I feel a little <laughs> bit like the Grim Reaper when I look at this bill. Look, you're talking about $5 trillion. They want to take from the people that do pay taxes to give to the people that don't pay taxes, right? We know this, and they want to do this whole social redistribution of wealth through this bill, and uh, we're nearing the end here, I think. We are, we are nearing the end, which means it's probably going to pass over the last few weeks and months, as we've talked about trying to put things in it, take things away from it, in your mind, has it gotten better or has it gotten worse? I've heard that the $600 transactions being monitored by the IRS is out, but they've substituted it in for something a little bit different. Uh, some of the double death taxes that were in there, they've taken that out, but putting other things in. So is it getting better or is it really not going to make a difference for us average Americans? Well, I don't think it's going to make a real difference. Like it's 12,000 pages that they have this bill up to already, right? So if you go through the 12,000 pages, there's a lot of things in there. But to the ultimate mainstream worker, they still want to increase payroll taxes. They want to tax unrealized gains on your stocks, right? This is why we're going to see the stock market crash and everyone that's worked so hard to invest in the stock market and their 401k, which went really well. Under the Trump administration, that's going to implode as well, right? Because no one's going to pay taxes on the ungained realized taxes. So we have those. We have taxes increased for everyone. They say it's for people over, you know, a certain amount, 400000 That's not the case. Not in the 12,000 pages that I'm reading. They want to do the corporate taxes. Well, we just brought corporations back to the United States. You know, they're, you know like California, right? If a corp- corporation doesn't like the taxes there, they're going to leave. And here, the same thing. They're going to go back. We're going to lose jobs again. What's big on this bill? What we have, look here, $100 billion assigned to make amnesty for 8 million illegal immigrants, right? So a lot of money going that way as well. We've got these green programs that we know don't work by themselves. They're not self-sustaining businesses. So why don't we, the taxpayers, sustain them so these other people in the green business can get wealthy off of this administration? 
It's absurd. Let's talk about the illegal immigration issue for a second. I saw the headline saying that, yeah, that we're trying to punish the Trump administration by all that separating the children and separating the families at the southern border and how what a travesty. Now, it's still going on, but under the Trump administration when it, when it was bad, now it's just understandable because that's what we have to do sort of thing. Of course, that's the uh, uh, professional uh, statement from the Biden administration. But now looking at pay them like $450,000 a person. Julio, I've never heard of saying, oh, you know what? We made a mistake, so we're just going to compensate you almost $500,000 to someone who, quote unquote, we made a mistake from when you broke the law by coming into our country illegally. Well, that's why we have $100 billion that they put into this bill to fund this wow. and to fund their amnesty and to make Medicare and insurance and school available for all of them. That's a big part of this bill. Why? Because they want those votes, right? If they were coming from Cuba, no chance that that any money would be allotted or amnesty for those people. It's really concerning. I'm wondering, and this just may be speculating here, but the reason they pushed this off so much, do you think that they're kind of waiting to see what the election results are going to be tomorrow in Virginia with the governor's race? Obviously, the Democrat, uh, Terry McAuliffe, not doing too hot, the Republican gaining some traction. If the Republican wins in Virginia, it's usually a big sign for Republicans to be doing well, especially going into midterms next year. Do you think they're pending on the results of that tomorrow? to see how radical they try to push this bill moving forward? No question. All eyes on that election tomorrow. The thermometer's there. They know whatever happens there impacts this bill dramatically. And no doubt they're waiting, and then they want to get this done by the end of the week based on what happens on that election. No yeah. doubt about it. That would be really interesting. We're talking with Julio Gonzalez, a tax expert. You can find him on Fox News and all the other places, uh, so uh, big me uh, mainstream media as well. Find him on the uh, social media, the Tweety, at Tax Reform Expert. Let's talk about what is in this bill right now and what this would do to the economy. Obviously, we're up at near 5% inflation year over year already. We're in the first eight months of the Biden administration. We're already seeing 5% inflation. If this passes, how high could inflation possibly get? Well, they're estimating that that 5% could be monthly, right? So <laughs> it's going to, you know, it's going to triple itself by the end of the year. I mean, this is staggering. We're looking back to the Jimmy Carter days when it was absurd inflation, and we're on that path. And this tax bill that they're trying to create is not going to help anything except only accentuate that, I'm afraid. A monthly inflation rate at that level. I don't think we've ever seen something like this. And then, I mean, it should just be common sense. When we saw us coming out of the Jimmy Carter era, we had Ronald Reagan come in, and within a year, the inflation was down dramatically, the economy was soaring, businesses were growing and expanding because of the deregulation, the cutting of some spending. Obviously, we didn't cut it the way we needed to, but the deregulation, the cutting of some spending, and allowing the private sector to do its thing. You would think we would learn from that kind of trend, don't you think? Well, you think history would repeat itself, right? And I think we're going to go back to the future here, and I think that's exactly what we're going to see. What else would we expect after you know, this massive inflation, these executive orders that eliminated all the jobs for me, small business owner, mandating vaccines for my employees, you know, all the costs that are being built on the small business owner, which we're going to be accentuated in this tax bill. Well, you know, we just can't create jobs that way. That's crazy. Now, looking at small businesses, you said if we pass something like this, the economic burden that that's going to put on small business, other than just trying to survive throughout the last year with COVID-19, with the retail stores and with the restaurants, because you're non-essential and how dare you think that you should be able to open up your doors to be able to you know, put food on your table sort of thing. Uh, now we have this massive economic turnaround here as well. What would this do to small business? Would we see a massive 10, 15, 20 percent of small business across the nation have to shut their doors because of expenses? 
Well, there's no doubt about it because if you look at this bill, right, there's more money to have people stay home, right? So they want to get that extended. So now we're going to see another wave of people staying home because they want to do all these tax credits and incentives to stay home. So that's a big part of this bill. And ultimately, right, when they're taking away our employees and the opportunity to hire people because they're keeping them at home or we're losing them because they're forcing these mandated vaccines on them, and we have no supplies to work with either, right? Those are stuck in California. Thank goodness I'm in Florida. Maybe they'll come down here and we'll get them into the country and get them to everyone. But all that is costing us massive inflation. We can't hire anyone for, what, under $20 you know, an hour. This is just what we're dealing with. And ultimately, who's going to buy from us, right, yeah. when we have all those things facing us? Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Julio Gonzalez. Let's talk about – I saw a headline yesterday, last week that consumer spending is down dramatically already going into the holiday season. Obviously, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, some of the biggest spending of the entire year with Black Friday just right around the corner as well. But consumer spending is down probably because of concerns about inflation, probably because of concerns about the supply-demand issue, probably because of concerns about we're not really sure how much things are actually going to cost with the basic necessities of food and gas. Uh, do you think that trend's going to continue on? And what would that do to the GDP if we end up passing something like this? Inflation skyrockets right at the time where every business really banks on their revenue coming in for these last couple of months. Well, you hit it. I mean, consumer confidence is way down. Right. And this is showing with because of the inflation. Right. Because they don't know what their future is. They don't know if they're going to be taxed on capital gains. They don't know if their payroll taxes are going up. They don't know for some people if they're going to continue to stay at home and get these free tax credits. They don't know if this is passing. And ultimately, everyone is confused except for the Biden administration, which knows that they want to ram this down every American and ruin the GDP. I mean, we talk about what's going to happen to the GDP. It's going to be ultimately staggering that it's not going to be able to recover with this kind of decline. Oh, and no. I'm afraid that's what we're going to see. While they try to consume more and more of it at the federal level because they just have to spend on all these crazy programs. At Tax Reform Expert, you can find him on social media and the tweety there, Julio Gonzalez, Engineer Tax Services. Julio, it's great to talk to you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Let's get you back on here again soon. Thank you. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend. Great stuff. We'll break that down when we come back. we got to take a break. It's really boggling to me when they say, oh, there's a supply-demand issue because people are buying so much that we can't keep it stocked because they're excited the economy's doing well. Then at the same time, they're like, oh, consumer spending's down because inflation's so high. Get have it both ways. Just a little secret between you and me and half the Democrats that just don't understand that concept. Lots more coming up here right around the corner. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, we sure crammed a lot of information into that last interview. Thanks again to Julio Gonzalez coming on the program. Always great to chat with him. He's kind of our go-to tax expert guy. Spending taxes, budgets. We'll get him back on the show again here real soon. Really does make you think the things that make you go, hmm. You would think that it would be common sense that when you saw this issue happen last time, that you wouldn't want to repeat it. But again, this is repeating history because we're too stupid to learn from it and make sure that we don't do that. That's why we have a cancel culture right now to where if you say anything bad about a progressive or left-wing side of the aisle, they try to cancel you, they silence the conversation, they call you a bunch of derogatory names, and they try to move on because they can't face their past. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but literally every single personal emotional attack that the left-wing progressives, I'm not just talking about Democrats, I'm talking about the ideology, progressive liberalism, a way of life, the way you view the world around you, because everybody's individual world is their own little reality that you can see the world in, in different things. That's why we have debates on whether the sky is blue every day, because someone will see it just a little bit different. It's not blue, it's steel. Those kind of discussions, right? But you know you've hit that when, uh, I mean, you're allowed to do that too, by the way. I'm not trying to discredit that in any way, shape, or form. But to them, if you challenge that, then you are in the wrong, and that's why they go on the personal attacks, because they can't face themselves in the mirror. Ideologically, they can't they can't come to the acceptance that their ideology throughout history is done with it, it's done. They can't come to the acceptance that the progressive ideology mindset is what led to slavery. They can't come to the mindset and the understanding that progressive liberal ideologies led to segregation led to identity politics, led to hating each other based on religion or based on sex or based on gender or based on whatever. They can't come to terms with that, so they continue to try and deflect because they are they can't turn themselves around, look in the mirror and say, wow, you know what, yeah, I am judging based, uh, based on someone's uh, skin color or based on someone's sexual orientation or based on someone's identity politics. I, I'm doing that. I'm judging them because they're an evil, white, rich guy that I just don't like. So they continue it on. And you're the Nazi and you're the fascist. and you, I mean, fascism, Nazism, where did that lead? That led to big government controlling the economy. This is literally the first major step in fascism. What is fascism? By definition, fascism controls 
the private sector and, and controls uh, the manufacturing, controls the distribution, controls businesses, takes their wealth because it's theirs, rightfully so, to the business. That's what they think. What's happening right now? We're telling the businesses you must vaccinate your employees or else they're not allowed to work for you. And as OSHA, we're creating these rules from the federal government. We're going to come down and we will enforce these. And if you have a business and you're hiring individuals and they're not vaccinated, we're going to come after you and fine you massively because that's our money. And we're going to financially punish you by taking your hard-earned money from a corporation or a business and give it to the federal government. But you must abide by these rules that include health freedom or lack thereof. Crazy, right? Now, as we mentioned before, there is another side to this discussion. Federal contractors get broad flexibility to enforce COVID vaccine rules for millions of workers. Remember, there are two different mandates coming down right now. There is the Biden's already signed executive order for all federal employees. Now, that one includes all federal contractors. If you have a business or work with someone or work for a company that does contracts with the federal government, these mandates come down on you already. Although, according to CNBC News, they say that they're flexible on how you get to enforce it. I don't know what that means. What does it mean by actually being flexible with the mandate for to enforce it? If you tell them they have to get the vaccine or else, how are you flexible? We're giving you flexibility here. Again, this is where they try to sound really compassionate, really emotional, really caring, because they try to sound like they actually care about you when they really don't. They just want you to do what they tell you. But we try to it's like the narcissist in the family. I am allowing you to stay in this house with me as I beat you. I'm allowing you because because I am gracious and you should be thankful that I am allowing you to eat my food. I am allowing you to stay under my roof. I am allowing you to go out and actually purchase something or actually be able to stay here with me. It's the ultimate narcissist control freaks livelihood. It's their dream world. I am giving you the flight. You still have to enforce the vaccine mandate for your business that does federal contracts. You still have to enforce it, but I'm giving you flexibility for you to choose how you want to enforce it. You can fire them. You can give them unpaid leave. You can, you know, brand them, whatever you want to do. I'm giving you the flexibility. You just have to do it. (laughs) The more and more I realize it, the more I realize federal government's nothing but a bunch of narcissist control freaks. It's kind of scary, isn't it? And we elect them to do that to us. Thank you. Please do it again. Podcast up in just a little bit. Tomorrow's election day, which means tomorrow we're going to focus a lot of attention on election time. What's going on with Virginia? Is that where the world's going to be watching? Because that's going to be the example of progressive policies succeeding or failing. Is that the case? We'll talk about it tomorrow. Until then, podcast up in a little bit. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com.
We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.